Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I am so excited because today in studio, I have the amazing Amy Tra, and we have just gotten together through Instagram, I guess, is where we connected, right? Yeah, I think it was. The power of social media, right? Sometimes it. it can be good. Yes. I love using social to actually be social. Yes. And to get to meet in real life, I was honored that once we met and started talking, we found out you're a fellow Northeast Ohioan, which worked perfectly for this season of the podcast, all about Cleveland mompreneurs. You're in Akron slash Canton, and I consider us all part of the Cleveland area. And so I'm just so honored to have met you, to have met a fellow woman who truly believes in community and connection and the power of mompreneurship. You are all about it just as I am. And so to have another cheerleader and person out there who is spreading this message about how can we be both present and productive, it just lights my soul up. So Amy, I'm so honored to have you here for us to talk all things mom and business. And I'd love to get started with your mompreneur journey of how in the world did you get into this space that we both love so much? Yes. Well, Megan, thank you so much for this opportunity. This space is gorgeous. Let me just start by saying that if you have not been here, you need to get down here because it is absolutely beautiful in here. It's such a labor of love, I'm sure. So. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with me, my name is Amy Tra. I am the founder of the Moms on a Mission community, host of the Motivated Mompreneur podcast, and I am a business mentor. Um, so my journey is a little unconventional. I actually come from a career in healthcare. I went to college. I got what I thought was my dream job, met my husband, had some kids, had the house, had everything on paper that was, you know, kind of how we define success. Mm -hmm. And I was living that dream life. And then 2020 happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just kind of going on autopilot through the motions. Like you just get up, you go to work, head down, you do the thing, you're raising kids. Like it was just, okay, let's go, 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 go. Well, during the pandemic, as you know, school shut down. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was like, oh boy, what are we going to do? I have a preschooler and a kindergartner. What what do we do now? Because there's no daycare. I'm working. My husband's working. We both worked in healthcare, so we were both essential. Fortunately, my employer was asking for furloughs. I worked in outpatient, and they're like, hey, we need to cut staff by 50% right now. And so I raised my hand without even thinking. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, I have to do this because for me, my family will always be my priority, mm-hmm. no matter what. My marriage, my faith, my family – All of that comes first and foremost because those are the balls that you can't drop. Those are the important things in life. There's always going to be ways to make money. Mm -hmm. So worst case, if I don't get called back to my job, okay, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You can always figure it out. So during this pandemic, we survive the homeschooling thing. Mm -hmm. Didn't do well at that, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, we all have our strengths, right? Yep. So made it through that. But then I actually had the time to just sit and reflect. I remember that spring was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like the weather was so nice. And I just remember sitting outside with my kids playing on the driveway, riding their bikes and going, this is amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is absolutely amazing. I can't buy this. This is what I've been missing. And I'm never going to get this time with my kids back. And it was at that moment that I realized, you know what? I've always had it on my heart to start my own business. At the time, residential home organizing, because Mm -hmm. I loved getting rid of clutter. For me, my environment really impacted like how I was feeling. Through decluttering, I really gained a lot of control over my environment, and I loved empowering others to do the same. So started this business. Cool thing about the pandemic is there were so many free resources online. Like everything was so accessible. I remember taking business courses from Harvard, like Mm -hmm. Harvard Business for free because they were there. So I learned the information and I started implementing. Mm -hmm. And the business grew. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, a little bit of imposter syndrome kicks in because it's like, who am I to be running this business? But okay, let's do it. I mean, why not, right? Right, this is the time. So it's growing and growing. But in the process of growing this business, I'm networking virtually, of course, Mm -hmm. with local organizations. And I just couldn't find my people. I was told time and time again that you have to choose in order to succeed in business. You can either be a really successful, thriving business owner but you have to put your family to the side. You have to compartmentalize. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, part of me sitting there, I'm just thinking, no, my kids make me a better business owner. And I'm a better business owner because I have kids, because I'm mm-hmm. a mom, because of these skills that we inherently have in us. You look at the skills of high-level leadership teams, of managers, CEOs. As moms, we have those. Like, we do mm-hmm. that every single day. Our negotiation skills are out of this world, right? Conflict resolution. (laughs) Yes. Negotiating with a Mm three-year-old or a two-year-old just to simply wear pants. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens. (laughs) We've all been there, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I couldn't find my people. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, let's just start a Facebook group. Maybe I'll connect with one or two women in my area. We can get together and see what happens. It grew. Mm-hmm. And it kept growing. I'm like, wow, I'm not alone. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. And in growing that, I found myself pouring into these other women with what I was learning to really build that first successful business. And I'm like, this is amazing. I am doing what I loved the most about my career in healthcare, which was empowering and educating my patients. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all the travel that came with my residential organizing position. Mm-hmm. It was actually learning how to grow a business from the ground up and then teaching others how to do the same thing. So since 2020, um, it's evolved. I've leaned fully into this new role and I could not be happier. Yeah. I can't believe how much that you've done in a short amount of time. I mean, three years for two businesses is amazing. It's It's kind of crazy. (laughs) It's so cool. And I, I think it was really interesting to hear that if it wasn't for the pandemic push, yeah, you know, where do you think that you would have been? Because you seemed to love what you were doing. And until you were sitting on that driveway watching your kids play, yeah. you didn't realize kind of what you were missing, right? right? And so I'm curious, like, do you ever think back about that of there were a lot of things that were hard with the pandemic, of course, yeah. but there were a lot of things that were great that helped us reevaluate yeah. and, and shift and see things in new light. So I'm curious to know, like, as you've kind of hindsight looked back on these last three years and all that's happened, like, 
what are you grateful for and where do you think things could have been different had it not happened? Yeah. So working in healthcare, you know, I worked 16 years in my career before I, I made the pivot and healthcare's changed a lot mm-hmm. in recent years and not all of the changes are for the better. Um, in my workplace, there were a lot of, of changes that happened where patient care pretty much fell to the bottom of the list. And so over time, looking back, I realized that there are little signs here and there. You know, I would just come home exhausted. I was just mentally drained. You know, it wasn't always what was best for the patient. It was, okay, what's insurance letting us do? Mm. And it really started to bring up some inner, like, conflict and turmoil and just things felt out of alignment. And I think it was in taking that pause that I finally got the clarity because so often we're just going from thing to thing to thing that we don't even know that we're unhappy, that we don't even know why we're drained at the end of the day. So I think really having that pause was the key to getting clarity as to what do I want my life to look like? Because this life is short. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was really in slowing down that I got that clarity. And part of me, you asked about, you know, what would I have done different? I wish I would have slowed down years ago, years ago, because looking back, there were all those red flags along the way. Mm -hmm. But it's that security. Mm-hmm. It's that security that keeps us safe. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of the unknown that who am I to do this? I'm not qualified to do this. Mm-hmm. I have a degree. What do you mean? Like now I'm not going to use my degree? But here's the thing, like all of our experience in our career, no matter what line of work you're in, it helps you in your current phase. You're not starting from ground zero. You are using all of those skills that you've learned Mm -hmm. in your prior career, in your prior jobs to help you grow even faster. Mm -hmm. It's also good. And there's like so many different ways (laughs) that I want to go with this, but I wanted to start first with the pause because I'm wondering, you know, I know you're a fellow overachiever, high achiever like me, you know, working (laughs) on being in flow and receivership and all of the things, but a pause for us until we've done the mindset work that we've done is scary, right? Oh, yeah. It feels like how can I stop the momentum that I have when in reality and in hindsight now we know that the pause allows you to breathe for a second and tread to then go so much further, so much faster and, and more easily. And so I'm curious how in that pause and kind of what you recognize, you might be parenting differently or thinking differently for your kids. Like, oh, I want to make sure they know this or that they take pauses as well. I always love the mirroring that, you know, entrepreneurship can do for us in our parenting life and vice versa. Because again, the negotiations, the things that our kids (laughs) teach us, like there are so many times that I'm learning obviously just as much, if not more from them than, than I'm teaching them. So have you done things differently in that hindsight? Oh my gosh, 100% I have. Because for me, it was, how do I want my kids to remember me? Do Mm -hmm. I want them to see the stressed out, burnt out mom? Do I want them to remember that, you know what, my mom wasn't there to get us off to school and be there when we got home from school? Mm -hmm. How do I want my kids to remember me? And it stings a little. Like when you reflect on that question, it's like, oh, Gosh, because they're only little for such a short period of time. They're Mm -hmm. only under our roof for like 
technically 18 years and you're considered an adult. That's terrifying. (laughs) That's not a lot of time. No, it's really not. Mm -hmm. When I reflect back on how fast my journey has gone. You know, I look Mm -hmm. at my husband and I, we've been married almost 15 years. That doesn't feel like 15 years. So Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to blink and we're going to be there with our kids as well. Mm -hmm. And I was missing that. I would work 12-hour shifts. So I would go in and be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning for my first patient. I wouldn't get home until after 7 o'clock at night. There were days I didn't get to see my kids. And it's like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, the money's nice. But there's got to be more to life than mm-hmm. just money. Right. The trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. I We talk a lot about like freedom and fulfillment. Right. You know, that that beautiful like mix and combo. And so we're already trying to teach our kids that. Of yes. The whole concept of like we work because it's something we love and we're helping other people. Right. And you get this ancillary benefit of money that pays for the things that you want. But but also that that is a lever that you can move when you want something, yes. you can do whatever you like to do to make the money to move it forward. Right. Yes. Because I think that's something I'm curious if, if you felt this way as well, growing up, like it, you talked about the security of the job, like mm-hmm. there's that kind of yeah. conveyor belt that we go on. Right. And we know that when I do this, then I will get the money and then the money will pay for the things. And these are the things that I'm supposed to have and need and want. And, and so I think I had forgotten, even though I was raised by a family of entrepreneurs, that anytime I want something, I can find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And so that's something we're really trying to instill in our kids at four and three is like the other day they wanted new UPS vehicles. And so they started a new business and they got the UPS vehicles because they yeah. earned the money to do it. And and so continuing that conversation with them, though, of like, and if you keep doing this thing that you love, you can save the money. So the next time you want something, it's already there, ready to go. Um but yeah, I love this concept of like, how do I want my kids to remember me? Yeah. And and that's a good check-in question for everybody listening, right? Is yeah. when you wherever you are, I think it's important to to recalibrate and check in and see like how intentional we are being and is it in alignment with where yeah. we want to be? Right? Exactly. Because our kids are always watching us. Mm-hmm. They are always watching how we respond, how we react, how we handle things that life throws our way. I mean, we have very little control over things in this world, but we can control our response to a situation. We can control our attitude. So I want to teach my kids that and empower them that, you know what? You thought you knew what you wanted to do when you were 18. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, but it's okay to change your mind. It is okay if you've done a a career that's not fully aligned. It's okay Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to pivot. And that's not easy. That's really, really hard. But Mm -hmm. to me, like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but with your UPS story, like Mm -hmm. that is such a powerful affirmation for me when I see my kids doing things like that. Mm -hmm. Last week, my daughter, maybe it was a couple weeks ago now, started a bug collecting business. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) And she's like, well, you have businesses, you make money, I'm going to have a business and I'm going to make money. And look, my Barbie, she's a business lady just like you. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that just reaffirms they're always watching. Mm-hmm. They're always watching. And it's just so cool to be able to sit down with my family at dinner mm-hmm. every night and like have a meal together and as a family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because 
I was missing that before. Yeah. I was missing life. It was passing me by. Mm -hmm. The time is going to pass regardless. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can I be present in the time that I do have? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it gives me chills that <laughs> that she had that reflection. I'm sure yeah, you had quite a oh moment gosh. when you heard oh, it, right? Yeah. I did like yeah. full on tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh. yeah, I always love that. Like it's not what's taught, it's what's caught when yeah. it comes to our kids. Because I've been in the situation of both. I've been in our kids' seat and I've been in, you know, our shoes as well. And, and so that, I mean, that's my whole life. My first business I started in high school when I was 18 because my family all did what they loved and they it worked out and they made money and all the things. And so I was like, well, I've got a long runway. Just yeah. do this thing now. And, and so I reflect back on that a lot of how am I showing up and, and what might they be pulling from it? And, um, and yeah, to just give them the space when you mentioned of the pivot as well and the permission to pivot, that's something we talk a lot about with our kids too, of like, what do you like to do? You like UPS and you like garbage trucks and you like, you know, being a ballerina, great. You could be all of those things. Like you don't have to pick one, right? Yeah. I think that that's, I don't know if you felt the same way, but oh, yeah. it's not necessarily the conversation that we were raised right. with, right? Right, exactly. Like you said, you came from a family with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. The more I develop my own emotional intelligence that I'm starting to see some of these these generational beliefs mm -hmm. that were passed on to me that now I question and I still get a lot of flack. Like my mom will be like, but, but you have this degree. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you doing this? And it's like, I don't have to justify yeah. myself to you because she's the person that's still stuck in a career that she's like, oh, I hate my job. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well then you can make a choice. Yeah. You can make a choice to make a change. And she's like, well, nobody would hire me. Okay, that's a story. Mm -hmm. That is a story that you're telling yourself. So we have to stop holding ourselves back and telling ourselves stories. Mm -hmm. When you become so aware of, okay, these thoughts are going through my brain, but is that necessarily a fact? Like mm -hmm. start to question it. Just having that awareness is such a game changer because yeah. you can then start to question like, no, that's that's not true. Why am I saying nobody would hire me? Have I even tried that yet? Have I gone out there? Have I looked at what options are available? Another thing is a lot of times the insurance piece holds us back. Yeah. There are options out there for those that are self-employed. But I think it's an excuse again that a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this too. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, I can't start a business. Like, well, what will we do if my husband doesn't have insurance and I don't have insurance? No. There's options out there. We will figure it out. Mm -hmm. I love that we're getting back to this piece because this was my other note that I had down that I wanted to make sure that it. we got. Because I I'm curious if you felt this as well, like the reconditioning that I think that we're all going through, at least our generation, of that awareness, yeah. like you said. We're aware of what has happened with the generations prior but we're also having that pause and we're saying we want things to be different, especially we want to teach that to our kids. And yeah. so we are all collectively uh, building the plane and flying it at the same time. And yes. it's hard, right? Yeah. Like I, I've been struggling in a good way of like working that muscle and working that practice of I teach the kids, you know, when you're frustrated, what's the first thing we do when we're frustrated? We take a deep breath. And then I have to say my words back to myself yeah. and like really recondition myself. And so working that muscle and realizing we have never been taught how to like emotionally self-regulate. Right. 
And so right. I have to learn how to do it and teach them Absolutely. how to do it. And hopefully it makes it better off for them and, you know, the future generations of, oh, that's natural to them. But um, this whole concept of like reconditioning our mind and showing up with an abundance mindset instead of scarcity and rewriting the narrative and all of that. It's a topic of conversation I think we're all we all can relate to because we're all trying to do it. Yes. And you had mentioned earlier that there are things that as mompreneurs can stop us. Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome, fear of failure, you know, what are these other obstacles that are in my way, like health insurance or other excuses that keep us from living the dream life that we crave. Yeah. And so talk to us about your experience of recognizing, oh boy, we've We've gotten some baggage over the years yeah. and we're going to be the ones to put a stop to it. And it's can be a little tiring as well. And, and trying to do the modeling and trying to, you know, bat out all of these other things. Talk to us about your journey through that. Gosh, I mean, it's messy. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely crazy messy, but I am a personal development junkie. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like... If there is a new book out, I will read it. I love listening to podcasts. You have to do the inner work. Honestly, I think at least 80% of business success comes down to mindset. It comes down to the stories we're telling ourselves, how we're holding ourselves back. Mm-hmm. Because the information's out there. We're in such a, like a consumption overload, this consumptivitis. We think we need more, more, more. I need to know more, then I'll be qualified to do the thing. But it comes down to realize, okay, where am I holding myself back? Where am I playing small? And to me, I had to journal it out. I had to do the inner work. I've recently been working on some breath work modalities too, just to, again, address some of that subconscious stuff Mm -hmm. that you don't even realize is buried so deep in there. And I'm not a crazy woo-woo type of person, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like it needs addressed. You need to know what those underlying stories are. You have to get real with yourself. And whether that's journaling it out, whether that's through meditation, breath work, finding a way that works for you because what works for me may not be what works for you and that's okay. But the cool thing is there are so many resources out there to help you through that process. Take advantage of them. Try different things and see what works for you. But you have to take the time to go deep inside yourself and ask yourself those tough questions. I mean, I think every single business owner really first and foremost needs to have such a strong why. Why the heck am I doing this? Because your why keeps you grounded. Mm -hmm. Your why keeps you anchored so that on those hard days you realize, you know what, I'm doing this so I can be eating dinner Mm -hmm. with my family so that I can get my kids on and off the school bus. I'm doing these things so I can be present. When I have that strong why, it's like, okay, this is temporary. I just need to take a deep breath. And keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like to say that this journey is not for the faint of heart. No. Oh because gosh, no. I don't know if you've worked through, but I had such a, so my self-worth is tied to my achievement. Oh, yeah. And then the hard work concept, okay. I, I've been trying so hard. I've been trying to, to like extricate that word from my vocabulary to say like, this is hard. Yeah. Because, and I'm trying to use other words to say like with my kids a lot of people are saying, oh, you guys did the hard work to earn the vehicle. And I say, we did the fun work or, you know, what right. is that replacement that that we can be using? And and it's 
it's an interesting thing for me. I'm constantly thinking about my words, right? Yeah. And and this, I don't know if you do affirmations and I'm curious mm-hmm. to know kind of your behind the scenes of you said breath work and other things that modalities you like to use, but like words for me are something I'm constantly thinking about because the words, the affirmations, the things we say to ourselves, yeah. write the narrative that runs our whole day. And at the end of the day, our days really are just us in our head. And so how can we be more present and, and mindful and kind of get out of, out of our heads and, and use these other things around us to support us? So I'm curious, you said breath work is one mm-hmm. of the things. Like, do you think about affirmations or the words that you're using as well or, or journaling or what are your mo- modalities that you love? Yeah, so our words absolutely matter. You mm-hmm. are so spot on about that. You know, for me, I do a lot of journaling. I love a good brain dump just to get things out of my head. But again, just really becoming aware of the thoughts that are running because we have this this narrative that's going through our head that a lot of times we're not even aware of it. For me, I grew up always seeking external validation. You know, it was all right, guess what? You got straight A's. Here's some money. You did this. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. So that really came to a head when I became an entrepreneur because it was like, wait a minute, nobody liked my post. Mm -hmm. What if people are going to judge me? And at the end of the day, it's that ego. That ego really starts to rear its ugly head. And I started to question it. You know, Mm -hmm. in journaling, in the getting it out of my mind, I realized, oh my gosh, I am constantly seeking the approval of others at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I need to have approval of myself. That's what matters because I'm not going to be for everyone. And when I can just show up as myself, the hot mess that I am some days, like, guess what? That's going to draw my people to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to chase anymore because I'm just being me. Yep. And trying to be anybody else other than me, I don't have time for. I don't have energy mm. <laughs> for. And it's just so much easier. So circling back to your question, yeah, journaling and really just getting it out of my head mm-hmm. has really been key. And then, yeah, i just been dabbling in the breath work lately. Yeah. And that's just really been cool because – Meditation was always really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like you said, you know, us overachievers, like we slow down and that's hard for us. Mm-hmm. It's really hard because we're so addicted to the hustle. We're so yeah. addicted to the being busy that it's hard to get quiet. But at least that, I feel like the breath kind of gives you that anchor. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing something right. so that it's like, okay, I can focus on this mm-hmm. versus, all right, you know, you're just focusing on the breath in mm-hmm. meditation. Oh, squirrel. Okay, <laughs> wait. So and so. And then, you know, you're five minutes in and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, I forgot I'm supposed to be just focusing on mm-hmm. the breath. Like, yeah. at least breath, like you're doing something. Like, okay, this, that, and the other. <laughs> no, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. I love how you said question the ego. Yeah. And that really the questioning is what's helped you through it. Yeah. But I love that you went from stopping awareness, questioning, to then reflecting on approval for yourself. That it's not about the external validation. And I think that's so relatable to hear you say that you struggled when you started your business. And then when you went online and there's been very obvious, I'm putting this in air quotes for everybody who cannot see me, like forms of achievement in in social, because we all know that that's not 
truly the marker, right? right? You know, just because you have a gajillion followers doesn't really mean anything. But but us overachievers, it's just another data point, right? Yes. And yes. so I want to know from you the approval of self. How how did you overcome that? Because that's not an easy feat. And I'm sure that's been extra helpful in, in supporting your kids as well to yeah. help them find approval in themselves. But that first step, like what did you do to to start to to go inward again? Yeah. Well, I want to first start by saying it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think we're ever going to completely be like, oh my gosh, I've reached it. I'm there. I never have to worry about it again. No, it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. It's every single day, just really setting that intent. Going back frequently to my mission, my vision, my values, having those written down on paper, mm -hmm. they're on my wall so that I see them. So the first step, again, it's just awareness. Yeah. Awareness and clarity as to what do I want this to look like and then going back and reiterating that often because the more I show it to myself, that I see it, I consume it, then I rewrite the narrative that's in my head. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, even visualization of like, yeah. you're just closing your eyes. Like, what do I want? What do I really want? Visualize yourself doing it. That trains your brain to think, oh, okay, that's totally possible. Mm -hmm. We're stuck in these thought patterns. We get stuck in the normal. That's just how our brain works. It's trying to keep us safe. It doesn't want us to be uncomfortable because that's that's unsafe. And we want to be accepted by the tribe. It all goes back to the whole primal brain. Mm -hmm. It's science. But when we realize that I am safe, not everybody's going to like me. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm safe. I'm okay. But step one is just always coming back to that why. Mm -hmm. Always really having that clarity and reviewing it. Put it somewhere you can see it. Yeah. Are you a Pinterest fan? You know, I used to be a huge Pinterest fan. And lately I haven't been on Pinterest too much because I'm like, I found myself just like getting too many ideas. And then I get the squirrel. Overload. Right? Exactly. Like I've really become more intentional this past mm -hmm. year of, okay, what am I consuming? Yeah. Because we do, we consume, we consume, we consume. And what was happening with me was then I wouldn't implement. I would have too many ideas that I wasn't taking action on any of them. So yes, I do love me some Pinterest, mm -hmm. but I had to put myself on a Pinterest diet for a while. <laughs> because diet, I, love like, I just was uh -huh. like, why do I have 50,000 pins? Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. I think everything is awesome. You're like right. I need to do it all is. Things, right. right, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. So... I um, had for a while uh, my vision board on yeah. Pinterest and I kind of do that every year and, yeah. and I, I keep it as like a living, breathing mm -hmm. document and add more things and all that. Um, and I recently just needed to redo it. Like I just needed a clean slate. Yeah. And so I've been looking at that every morning after I meditate. Those are some of my practices that I do. And um, it's just been like, I like to mix in affirmations with yeah. visual representations of the feelings, like, you know, pictures of moms with kids laughing and like being more present and like husbands and wives and right. community being put together and, and then putting the affirmations in there has been so helpful. And um, last night, affirmations, I went to uh, Yolanda has soul yoga down in downtown Cleveland in the Vitrolite building. So these are all women who have been yeah. on the podcast. And so we went to her class. I brought Colin and he didn't know he was going to a hot yoga class. That's awesome. I also didn't really know it was a hot yoga class. I just <laughs> went to see Yolanda and all the things. Um, but anyway, so we went and the affirmation that she kept using was the I am enough. 
Yes. And I thought it was so interesting how she interworked that with like the breath work and the movement. And it very much felt like a different meditative process. But you're right. Sometimes, you know, the the meditation itself can be hard to do and the breath work can give you something to focus on. And and we struggle with, you know, what we're saying to ourselves. And, and so the awareness of, okay, I need to do something about this and the repetition of whatever is important to you and serves you on your journey and that revisiting I think is is so crucial right. and and what we focus on grows stronger. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly coming back to that, you're showing your brain, hey, this is important. Yeah. Take notice. Mm-hmm. And that causes us then to take more action because mm-hmm. our brain realizes, "Ooh, this is really important. Like mm-hmm. I need to be taking action towards this outcome." Yeah. Versus focusing on, "Oh, what could go wrong? What are the scary things? Mm-hmm. What do I have to lose?" No. What do I have to gain? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. opportunities are endless when we just allow ourselves permission to go there. Mm-hmm. I love all of the like synchronicities that we have with our stories. I, I used know, to talk I at know. the beginning all about clarity, alignment, recalibration, yeah. and like a 90-day cycle. And yep. those were just all the things that were really helpful. And so it's so great meeting other women who think in a similar way and have new perspectives to share. And and just to be on this journey with you is, is so magical. I would love as we're wrapping up for you to be able to share with everybody you know, what they can look for from you and and the kind of community that you're creating for mompreneurs and how they might be able to get in on that. Yeah. So you've stated it perfectly. It's all about community. Mm-hmm. It's about surrounding yourself with others that are alongside you on the journey because there's going to be family, friends, people that are close to you that don't understand what you are going through. And running a business as a mom, as you know, it looks different. Mm-hmm. Depending on what season of life you're in, it looks different. You're in a completely different season of life than I am, Mm -hmm. but I've been there. I can totally relate to what you're going through, but it's in linking arms with each other that together we can change the narrative. We can support each other. We can create such an impact together. The power of coming together and collaborating with each other is really, truly the reason I founded my community. Again, Mm -hmm. because I felt alone. Mm -hmm. And if I felt alone, so do other people. And I really think it's important that more and more of us continue to do this. If you have a dream on your heart, if you're feeling alone and you can't find your people, there are others out there. You just have to look for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Megan, you have a wonderful community. I've got a community as well. And guess what? We link arms together. Mm -hmm. Like one's not better than another. And I think once you shift that mindset to like, wait a minute, there's like plenty to go around. Like Mm -hmm. I'm involved in a whole bunch of communities. Like why can't we be in both? Mm -hmm. To have those resources of that we can pull together to help each other out and thrive together and truly change the narrative Mm -hmm. for our next generation, change the narrative for what's possible for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's the membership community. I've got the podcast, Mm -hmm. Motivated Mompreneur. We talk very similar that you do, you know, Mm -hmm. all things motherhood, mom life, navigating it all because it's hard. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. So I love bringing on guests we do a bunch of episodes each week. We mm-hmm. do five episodes a week right now. And Good for you, I've done that you know, before. It, it sounds like a lot, but here's the thing. I do have people on the back end helping me. It yes. is not just me. I want to be fully transparent about that mm-hmm. because I, I can see somebody listening going, oh gosh, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it alone. The mm-hmm. three hardest words for me to say are I need help. Mm-hmm. But once I started 
overcoming the fear, mm-hmm. pushing the ego to the side and saying, you know what? I need some help. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's connecting with women. It's connecting those experts in the industry to my listeners. Mm-hmm. It's that mutual benefit that, you know what? Say you're struggling with email marketing. Go to our podcast page and search email marketing. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The resources are out there. The information is out there. You have to implement what you learn them. Mm-hmm. And then third, I love mentoring women. This mm-hmm. is my favorite thing to do because this is what I did my whole career. Education. Exactly. Yeah, and the exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Empowering and educating. We get so crystal clear on what you want this business to look like. And then we design the business around your life because as moms, I think nearly all of us feel our children are always going to be number one. And it is so possible to build a business around your life. And I love going deep. So I love working with women one-on-one. I specialize in working with service providers. Mm -hmm. So if you have a product-based business, I'm not your mom, Mm -hmm. uh, but I have plenty of moms in my world that I can refer you to. Mm -hmm. But those are my three ways that I, I love empowering others. That's amazing. And you do, you just are such an embodiment of all of the things that you say. You really talk the talk and walk the walk. And I just think it's so powerful that you're there to support other women through what you've been through, through community as well. Amy, you're simply amazing. And I'm just so grateful to have had you here and, and just thank you so much for your expertise and your time. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. This was amazing. I could just talk to you all <laughs> day, know. Megan. I know, oh yeah. I already um, have decided in my head that I can totally see us doing some kind of uh, Moms on a Mission meets Mompreneur Co. Absolutely. We need to. Right? It's going to be so good. So I was thinking, ooh, maybe we could go somewhere fun, like go to the winery. Um, I'm blanking right now. It starts with a V. Uh, I there's can't so think. many. Yeah, there's a winery. <laughs> there's a winery that's in between Cleveland and oh, Ak- perfect. Akron. And I'm totally blanking on the name that's right okay. now. But we could have a meetup there. Absolutely. And all of us can get together and get to meet and talk yes. and connect our communities yes. together to make one big, stronger one. So I love that. Exactly. Love yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so grateful that we got to do Yay. this. Yay! Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs' earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcast and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.